It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What is up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. That's right, I am still excited. I don't know about you, I'm still so pumped at the Reds adding Nicholas Castellanos. We're going to talk about the repercussions and how I think that everything fills out with the roster moving forward here in just a minute. Also want to get to some jib-jab with Joey. He's got some thoughts on this. It's funny because he... portrayed these thoughts, uh, not portrayed, he conveyed, that's the word I'm looking for, he conveyed these thoughts at Reds Fest, so it was before all the moves happened, well, right after Moustakis, but before Shogo and Castellanos and Wade Miley, but yeah, we're going to get into all that. Before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the podcasting platforms, that's the best way to get each and every episode each and every day without missing it. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. No big deal. It's my 10-year Twitter anniversary today. You know, didn't even know that. Twitter shouted me out whenever I logged in today. Whatever. 10 years on that wonderful uh, website. Anyway, uh, that and uh, the Locked On Reds line, 513-549-0159. May or may not get to a question or two today, but... Before we do get to that, here's some news. News team assemble! Couple of fallouts, uh, things from the Nicholas Castellanos sign. You you may have seen he was assigned, or he picked. He he got the number two. So Alex Blandino moves from being number two to number zero. It's interesting to note, and you you can obviously go look this up on BaseballReference.com, but the longest tenured red to wear number two was Zach Cozart. He wore the number two for seven years. No one else came close to that in the history of the Reds. And fun fact, Ernie Lombardi wore number two early on in his career in uh, the 1936 and 1937 seasons. So Castellanos has some big shoes to fill. And then also with the Castellanos signing, that meant that there's now officially 101 outfielders on the active roster. So something had to be done. The Reds designated Jose Siri for assignment. I just want to say that, you know, he... That's a guy that we had our eye on for the last couple of years, especially since he had that crazy hitting streak in Dayton. But he just never seemed to put it all together. 
And I know that uh, our buddy Doug Gray, who I'm actually going to have on the podcast here later this week to talk prospect rankings and all that good stuff, and I might ask him about this as well, on ResMinorLeagues.com wrote that he kind of scratched his head at this move a little bit. He he thought that the Reds could hold on to him. He still had options left, but they decided to designate him for assignment and kick him off the 40-man roster. We'll see if he's picked up. Uh, Doug seems to believe, according to his article, he believes that a team will take a flyer on him. They, you know, think that he's worth maybe picking up on waivers. So we'll see if Jose Siri is still a red by the end of this week. But he is the first casual. I say that because I believe that there will be more. Uh, they have too many outfielders on the roster. We're we're gonna see some other Reds outfielders not be on the team. And I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but whatever. That's going to lead us into our focus topic of the day, and that is the aftermath. What What's this going to look like? I swear to God, I'm smart. With the addition of Nicholas Castellanos, it's very obvious. Nicholas Castellanos is not a platoon guy. He can hit both a lefty or a righty. He He's good at hitting both. Obviously, he's a little bit better against lefties than he is righties. But he's not going to be a platoon guy. He's going to be an everyday player. Last three years, he's had over 600 at-bats in each season. So he's not going to share time. He's going to be playing either right field or left field every day. That means that's one position where we kind of thought maybe a platoon was going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore. We've got a lot of guys who have now become fringe players. And and to be honest with you, at the beginning of this offseason, one of the things that I really thought the Reds had to do, one of the things that should have been a priority, and it obviously has been because they've done this, is to make sure that Aristides Aquino is not being leaned on to be the the cleanup hitter. I know he finished the season batting cleanup a couple of times. You know, that was kind of his thing. That could not be the way that this was going to plan, pan out for the Reds in 2020. They've done that. They've replaced him. He's not even, and now he's kind of a fringe player. Like, is he even going to be on the team? I mean, he'll probably be on the team, but he, he's probably going to be a bench player. And then also Nick Senzel. He's the big question mark in all of this. There's been reports that the Reds are openly shopping him, which I I don't know what that does to his trade value, but they're looking to make a deal. And and maybe openly shopping, maybe that's me uh, misinterpreting some words there in articles, but basically the Reds are open to trading Nick Senzel in a deal. And if they can land like Corey Seager or something, I'm all for that, man. Let's make that happen. Because as much as I love to think that it's, it it could be as much as I love to think that the Reds could shuffle him into the infield somehow. I don't know. The more that I read people close to the Reds, you know, those, the beat reporters and the guys who are with the team every single day, I just don't get that feeling. And I know, they don't run the Reds. It's not like they make the lineup. I mean, C. Trent has joked many a time before, he doesn't make the lineup. But he is very poignantly saying that the Reds are just not going to do that. The Reds are not going to put him at shortstop, otherwise they already would. The Reds are not going to put Eugenio Suarez at shortstop, or else they already would. 
In fact, he, he came to the Reds as a shortstop and got moved to third base. So it might be more of a fan pipe dream. And here's the thing with that. And real quick, because I know I'm going long here in this first segment, but here's the thing with that. There, there's a lot of people who are thinking this or thinking that and being like, well, wait a minute, we need a catcher. Dude, we don't have a catcher. I mean, we got Tucker Barnhart and Kirk Sally, but oh, we needed to improve a catcher. Or shortstop. Hello, why didn't we get a shortstop? Freddie Gallus was our shortstop? Are you kidding me? Here's the thing. We fans, we're, we're like on analog mode, right? We're, we're like an analog watch. Dick Williams and Nick Crawl, it is very obvious that they are digital. They're digital, we're analog. They know what they're doing. They have told us that the mandate for this offseason was to get the hitting. They told us last year the mandate was to get the pitching. I have no reason to doubt them because guess what? They've done all of that. They have made amazing efforts to improve this team, and they have everyone. I mean, there's some folks that, you know, they, they, they argue against it, but everyone is thinking nationally, locally, that this is a playoff caliber team. And that is kudos to this front office. And that's without going out and doing exactly what the fans thought, exactly what me and you thought. We're like, well, they're going to shore up catcher, they're going to shore up shortstop. They haven't even gotten one yet. We've gotten third baseman, we've got outfielders. People who can play third base, people who can play outfield. It's going to be interesting to see how they finagle this, if they've got another move in. And people think that there's a trade coming. I tend to be one of them. I, I tend to think that that – I mean, I mean Nixon Zell is not just going to – be a bench player now if he's like a super bench player and he gets into games just about every day or something like that I don't know how that would work out I know that Derek you know uh David Bell loves his double switches and to have Senzel and Aquino sitting on your bench eh, that'd be pretty lucrative but as it stands there's lots of finagling to be done with this roster but you know what I love it We're going to get to some jib-jab with Joey here in just a moment. But first, spring training is almost here, which means Cactus League action is forthcoming. And if you're planning to get out to Arizona to watch the Reds and any and all other Cactus League teams, the best way to get out there is visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans because you've got 10 stadiums with 15 major league teams all within a 50 mile radius of greater Phoenix. So you can get to everything. And on top of that, you've got awesome landscapes. I mean, Arizona is known for its outdoor adventures and national parks, lots of great places to explore. But when it comes to the game, I mean, spring training Everyone is so laid back. You can meet your favorite players, get some autographs, and then enjoy some baseball in some nice warm weather. If you're like me and you live in the tri-state area right now, you're freezing your bunions off. Head out to Arizona, warm up, and watch some Reds baseball. Best way to do that, visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go there and book your spring training excursion today. 
If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Reds podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Reds fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, but a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Reds fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. This is the Red Surge, boys. The Red Surge. Joey Votto. Joey Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. For today's segment of Jib Jab with Joey, I've just got a short clip, and this is him answering the question, kind of talking about his expectations for this team this year and moving forward. Here it is. Hopefully it starts this year. Yeah, I think so. You look at our first three pitchers. You look at our lineup as it as it full, fills out. You know, I, I, there were stretches this year where I felt like we were in it, but you know, it, the, everybody has to have a career. Not everybody, but you have to have a lot of guys that have career seasons to be a playoff team, and, and uh, you know, it, it, that's that's going to happen this year. So it, it has to happen this year. It has to happen. And I cut it off right there, We're about to have a bunch of background laughing noise, and I know that sounds annoying, but you, you get the gist. He's tired of losing. He's done with it, and, and he's been through too much of it in these last five, six, seven years, just, just too much losing. And I understand his frustration. As fans, obviously, we, we have a different point of view of all of this. But think of this. He comes in every single day. He has to hear every single day about how he plays for a team that has no shot. From 2015, maybe even really 2014. 2014, they still were decent. 2015 through 2019, really. I mean, as much as I love to talk about how I thought they were pretty decent last year, and there was a lot of folks who were really bullish on them doing well they didn't finish the season with a winning record so for five seasons for five seasons he comes in every single day knowing that he plays for a team that has no shot but he's got to give it all and and he does I mean I, I I there was no reason for me to sit there and be like you know what Joey Votto's phoned it in he's done he ain't he's not doing anything he doesn't care anymore I've never thought that Never once in his career. This year, he is convinced, as well as I, that we are going to see some meaningful postseason baseball in the city of Cincinnati. And the point that he made toward the end is interesting. 
Because a lot of times, and, and, you know, we did this when the offseason started. We're like, okay, here are the star free agents that we'd love to get. We, uh, man, it'd be awesome if the Reds got Anthony Rendon. Or what about Zach Wheeler or Steven Strasburg or something like that. I mean, hell, Nicholas Castellanos is a top 10 free agent this offseason. So it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing that we got him. But at the same token, it's not. You don't see a super team of superstars. That's not a baseball thing. You don't see that. You see a team that, yeah, okay, they've got a superstar or two, or maybe they've got a lot of really good guys, but there's then also these contributors that you look at. I mean, you think of the playoff teams of the early 2010s, and you had your Miguel Cairos, and you had your... Jose Arredondo, Jose Arredondo, whatever happened to him? Like he disappeared after 2012. I I tried to Google him and figure out what was going on there, but uh, the wonderful Wikipedia, all it said was after 2012, he appeared with the York Revolution of the Atlantic League in 2016. And then he was later released in 2017. It's hilarious because, like, in 2012, Jose Arredondo was kind of an important part of their bullpen. And, like, I, he pitched 66 games. He had 61 innings pitched with a 2.95 ERA. Unbelievable. I mean, I had 34 walks in those 61 innings, so he, he didn't exactly keep it in the strike zone. But, but, but what Joey says is, like, you need, you need everybody. You need everybody to have a good year. You can't just have a couple of guys. It's got to be everybody. And I think the Reds have put together a team of these just competitors, these guys that are great clubhouse guys. I mean, think about it. Every single guy that they've brought in, you, you've not seen a report that, well, Mike Moustakis, he's talented, but nobody likes him. No. You know, the, you heard, one of the first things you heard is he's a great leader in the clubhouse. Wade Miley, leader in the clubhouse. Even Shoko. People didn't, people didn't say, oh, uh, he's a diva. No, people said that his teammates loved him in Japan, and there were so many fans and even players from the Japanese Baseball League that were saying that the Reds are getting a really stand-up dude in Shogo. And now, of course, with Castellanos, that's one of the main things that everybody's talking about. I, I mentioned it in the Celebration Emergency episode yesterday about how awesome of a dude he is and how super driven and competitive he is. We uh, the, the, the Reds' front office has given us fans a team full of talented and absolute competitive dudes. This is going to be a fun year at Great American Ballpark. Look, I can sit here and stand on a soapbox and scream until I'm blue in the face that the Reds are going to go to the playoffs. I might be wrong. I I don't think I am, but I might be wrong. You know what I'm not going to be wrong about? Great American Ballpark is going to be one of the funnest places in Major League Baseball to be in 2020 and you can take that to the bank that's how we're going to finish this up thanks so much for joining me today 
on the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Tomorrow, I will have a special guest with me, national baseball writer for NBCSports.com, Craig Calcaterra. He's going to join me. We're going to talk all things Reds, how, you know, get a national perspective on our Red Legs, seeing what people think. And we're going to dive into some other stuff too, so you're not going to want to miss that. And the best way to not miss that, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya Podcasting app, Podbean, whatever the app is you use to listen to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. Thanks so much again. And, you know, in between the Craig Calcaterra interview and then later on this week with Doug Gray, We'll get some Locked On Reds line questions in here, so make sure you get them in. I've already got a, a handful to look at. Make sure you get them in, 513-549-0159, or hit me up on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.